Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. It's Metal Shop here on The Rock. We're talking with Sasha Dunnable, the guitarist and vocalist from Intro Knot. They have a new album called Fluid Existential Inversions out February 28th on Metal Blade Records. We've been playing their new single, Cabenzies, for uh, a couple weeks now. First off, Sasha, how you doing, man? It's uh, probably around 70 degrees down in Southern California now, what isn't it? Bastard. It's always 70 degrees here, yeah. <laughs> so. Not Easy bad. guess. Not bad, not yeah. bad. Well, uh, yeah, thanks again for taking the time to talk to us. We were also nerding out on your guitars. Uh, Sasha's also a, a luthier. Would you call yourself? A pro- He's a pro luthier. He's, you're way beyond the realm of pro luthier at this point. <laughs> With Dunnable uh, guitars. I, yeah, I guess technically, um, yes, we, we do make guitars. Uh, so, yeah, luthier is, I guess, a word people use for that. Okay. I've never called myself that personally, but yeah. There was a, a thing we were checking out before the we went on air with you, and it was actually something that became kind of a viral clip recently. Yeah. Uh, you made a guitar that also doubles as a, as a weed pipe. Mm. That's pretty insane, man. Uh, I, I can only assume what made you think of that is just smoking weed and playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we made one for the Psycho Smokeout Festival uh, earlier in 2019. Um, and, yeah, I was just riffing with those guys and – we came up with that idea, and yeah, that clip of like Yob and Ufa Mamet and a bunch of bands smoking out of it uh, went viral. Um, so yeah, we went ahead and made another. Uh, we made a bass, a smokable bass. Oh, oh nice! nice. It's a big, so it's a bigger so chamber. Weed guys. <laughs> Sorry, what's that? So it's a bigger chamber on that bass there. A nice fat smoke. Yeah, it's chamber. a longer, a longer scale chamber. Yeah, um, lower octave. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so we have one we're going to be showing it at the NAMM show uh, next week down here in uh, Southern California. And um, it'll, that one will actually be for sale. Uh, Brian? Oh. Yeah, so, so one lucky customer going to walk, one lucky NAMM attendant, attendee. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, so hey, but, but let's let's get back into Intronaut, man, because uh, you know we can we can dive down all these rabbit holes, so to speak. So, uh, fluid existential inversions. <clears throat> you know, uh, f- having followed you guys, especially with with Ryan the Beard here, having introduced uh, y- your projects to us, uh, you guys seem to be a dabblers, <laughs> so to speak, uh, especially with the Cabenzi's song title and everything. Fluid existential inversions. Do any of your song riffs, do any of your song titles come out of uh, extraterrestrial uh, mental excursions that you have? <laughs> Fluid existential inversion. Tell us, man, where'd you, where'd you get the ideas for these, man? For the song titles and lyrics and stuff? Yeah, and, and the name of the or, albums and yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't, actually, you know, the song Cubensis is about eating mushrooms. Um, so you're right on that. It, that one is literally about that. I mean, <laughs> everything else is kind of just touching on, you know, just, uh, 
you know, just the the human experience and just your struggle to stay on top of your mental health and mm-hmm. your, uh, you know, just staying alive, basically. Uh, but, of course, it is sort of all put through the lens of, you know, crusty old drug addicts, which we are, I guess. <laughs> hey, I love, that's a quote of the night. You're not alone, buddy. You're not alone. Uh <laughs> So the album's coming out February 28th. Uh, I mean, I guess in just a couple words, if you had to sum it up, without spoiling anything, what can we expect from the record, man? Um, it's pretty wild, man. I mean, I think Cubensis is a good um, indicator of what else is on there. I mean, there's some, you know, lighter and slower songs, but there's definitely some intense stuff like that. Um, I think it's, like, definitely our most uh, just, like, proggy and just intense record that we've ever made, for sure. Um, you know, we took off almost four, I think there was almost five years in between recording the last album and this one. So we had a ton of time to just really sift through all our ideas and pick what we liked and keep going back and refining stuff and just really having no pressure, um, to get anything done by a certain time. So it really just gave us the room to stretch out and try and make the best record we could, you know? That's got to be liberating, man. That, that like freedom to like stretch and just like a deep sonic breath. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So this is your sixth full-length album as a band, and I'm sure you guys have it down to a, a pretty solid science when it comes to songwriting and uh, putting ideas together. Do you uh, – what is the process like, and do you change the process from album to album at all? Do you go and explore new avenues of creativity? And are you the solid songwriter going with the ideas, or do you guys collaborate? Like, how do you guys work? Um, as the years have gone on, I've kind of been the one to like put together the rough kind of demo of our songs. Um, and then everybody will come in and kind of like add their, uh, ideas and their embellishments and all that stuff. Um, and that's really when it becomes like, you know, intronaut, uh, definitely. But I mean, a lot of it's just kind of, I don't really have a set way of doing things you know i still like don't really know i don't have it's still hard for me to like <laughs> come up with ideas you know what i mean i really have to like sit down and just like every night write you know and probably throw away still 95 percent of yeah you know because you're battling with yourself yeah at that point yeah i mean i feel like i find that just staying on top of it and doing it all the time you know you can't expect every every night to be to give you gold you know just you gotta just do it a bunch and eventually (laughs) you'll get a bunch of stuff you can use you know hey so where did you guys record this album because in you know i almost said 2019 2020 we live in a world where you can do a lot of this stuff yourself did you guys go to a studio did you do it yourself where did you record tell us about that process there yeah we did record it we uh tracked most of it uh uh, or we did half at this place called Clear Lake Audio, which um, we recorded a bunch of stuff for most of our records at that studio. Okay. Um, so we did drums there, and then we did guitars and bass and vocals at a place called Riot House, uh, which is just a smaller studio also in LA here. Nice. Uh, no, we're we're kind of dumb when it comes to like recording, or we're just not quite up to the task yeah. of like a professional recording. Put it job. in someone so, else's hands. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the guy that, like, I'll be sitting there at night 
you know, working on something and then realize that I deleted half of it, you know, by accident or something. So, <laughs> yeah, we did record our own. We did record all the synths on the record ourselves. Oh, cool. uh, Joe and I sat there for, you know, a bunch of nights over a couple of weeks and got that all down and maybe some other little, you know, background tracks that you're hearing uh, were done by us. But, you know, it was all recorded there um, by Josh Newell, same guy that's worked on the last five of our records. Cool. Uh, here in LA, and um, then we had Kurt Ballou mix it, and I went out to mix it with him at his studio in Salem, Massachusetts. Nice. Uh, that had to have been yeah. cool. Yeah, that had to have been a cool experience. Yeah, it was great, man, to finally get him to like in the mix, and it was great. And getting to go out and kind of be there for it, I think, really helped a lot um, because you know if you're doing stuff over the phone or email, you're you're just not getting every last point across. It, right. So. Uh, but was was Kurt cool with like you? Uh, like kind of looking over your shoulder like that. <laughs> he was cool yeah. with that whole thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was like kind of conscious of that. That might have been like annoying, you know. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I sort of like asked if it would be okay if I did that. He was like, "Yeah, totally." So I came cool. for like the second half of it. So, and, being uh, being it was polite, a great time, man. He's a good client. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't, you know, it was yeah, no, it was fine. We just, you know. We probably spent half the time nerding out on gear when we should have been mixing. So, <laughs> well, there's a lot of other worse but, things that you guys could have been doing, probably at some point in there. But hey, true. we're talking to Sasha from Intronaut. Uh, their new album, Fluid Existential Inversions, coming out uh, uh, February 28th, final day of that month here on Metal Blade. Before we jump into the song uh, Cubensis, we want hey, we got to find out, man. Reference, as you said, pr- fairly uh, pr- fairly obvious and illicit. Tell us about one of the weird and wildest times you had diving down that rabbit hole that is magic mushrooms <laughs> if you can remember um, no I have I have a great one for you actually nice. uh, all right w- uh, about uh, I don't know my math is bad 2012 I think it was we toured with tool oh um, wow. and the final night of that tour <laughs> we obtained a bag of mushrooms mm-hmm. and um, right after we played we all just ate a bunch uh, in the backstage of some like arena or whatever, yeah, and um, watched Tool. Some of I, I couldn't watch the whole show. It was like <laughs> way too it, intense yeah, before it melted away. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then um, this was like okay, so we leave the show, and yeah. uh, this was back when I don't know if you guys remember when like dubstep was like a really popular oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. form of music. Squirrel X, baby, and we were yeah. I don't know. We were not. I, none of us like were into it at all. But our driver on the tour like knew we were on mushrooms and. He, <laughs> We're driving around in like the snow in like I think it was like Toronto or somewhere in Canada yeah. and um, nice and frosty. He, he turned dubstep music. I sound like a like grandpa talking about it right now, but he turned like this dubstep on like <laughs> full blast and just did donuts in this parking lot in our van <laughs> for like thirty minutes, and we were all like, oh. you know, when you're laughing so hard that you're like literally crying. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you can't breathe. <laughs> Tears going down my face, and then we watched these nature shows about flying snakes. I mean, it was just like I I cry laughed for like six hours that night. It was a real man. That was. It sounds like you guys just know how to live, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's awesome. Uh, if, uh, con- first of all, congratulations on uh, that. Guess this would be like your fifteenth. Anniversary as a band, 16th, I guess, or maybe longer than that. Am I bad? At, I'm so goddamn bad at math. 
2005? Yeah. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. 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 14, 15, 16. Yeah, you're right. 16, I guess. <laughs> Somewhere there in you there. go. Well, congratulations on that, man. And I know it's not easy uh, to make it that long. You guys have hit a, a sincere like uh, landmark, so congrats. Thank you. It is a long time. Yeah. So, Sasha, before we went to break there uh, and played the song, there's a band here in Seattle called Fungal Abyss, and the idea behind Fungal Abyss, they all take mushrooms before, before recording completely improvisational rock music. And metal. And, and metal and, and like, you know, and whatever doom it, and whatever, whatever, whatever comes about. It. Yeah, so <laughs> if you were to experiment with this and to attempt this without any musical genre boundaries, if you can... What kind of music do you think would come out of you guys playing <laughs> experimental? Just sit you down in a room for like six or seven give hours. Give you some shrooms. Give you some instruments. What kind of music would come out? On like a heroic amount of mushrooms. <laughs> oh, hero dose. Like yeah, a heinous amount. Dose. Hero dose. All right. I can't even a, even a, a wimp dose. I can't even imagine anything good coming out of it, honestly. <laughs> Just come out with the next Just Frank Zappa album. And then you go. It'd be like it'd be like sun, but more boring. Like <laughs> that's what it would be. I, if I could even like touch a guitar, honestly. I feel yeah. my I if you could even use your fingers, <laughs> yeah, or your head. Shout out Fungal Abyss. <laughs> All right. Yeah, props to them. Hey, yes, great. the fact that they can pull that off, I'm oh, still yeah. constantly. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out Pete and Fungal Abyss. They haven't gone to prison. So, uh, hey, so we were always curious to uh, to think about, like, every we everybody who, I've always thought everybody who's into heavy music and has been for a long time, at some point in your young life, and maybe even for some people later in life, there had to have been a light bulb moment for you. Whether it's an older family member, brother or sister, some kind of uncle or somebody, a concert, an album. Was there a particular moment where you heard a song and you went, O-F. I'm in. Dude, I gotta be into heavy music. What was a light bulb moment for you uh, as a young person getting into music? Um, that got me into heavy music? It was probably... I mean, when I was like... I was like 10 years old in um, 1991. Okay. So, like, yeah. you know, that's... Yeah, I don't know what was big that time. The well, I mean, you're talking to us album. in Seattle, Metallica, like, uh, yeah, Metallica ne Black never album. mind, yeah, Guns and Roses, Appetite. yeah, Nirvana for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was like I feel like those were probably a few years apart, but definitely like Metallica Black album, you know, Guns and Roses, Appetite through Use Your Illusion, yeah. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, like all those things, Soundgarden, the, all those sort of happened at the same time for me, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what got me into like guitar music, I think, and that's when I like knew that I wanted to play guitar for sure. Do you remember the first album that you ever bought uh, out of your own pocket? I I remember the first CD being Aerosmith Pump. Okay, um, yeah, nice. but I feel like I had tapes before then. I just don't remember what might have been first. Probably Maybe like, it was Columbia House Ten for one cent. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that came soon after that oh, for boy, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I had them all for sure. <laughs> all right, well, we're talking about albums that you love and, uh, you know, bands that influenced you, but what would be a couple albums maybe that you still love that we would be surprised by? Like, people are like, oh, yeah, the guy from Intronaut only likes heavy shit. Well, what would you be, what would we be surprised that you really dig? Ooh, 
I mean, surprised by? I'm not sure, man. Uh, I mean, I still listen to, like, ACDC, Thin Lizzy, Aerosmith. Mm, um, R.I.P. Phil in it. Yeah, I mean, just, like, classic um, classic rock like that that's, like, just straight from my childhood. Dire Straits, you know? Yeah. Um, as far as surprising stuff, I don't no know. No dubstep, I mean, no dubstep, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> dubstep. That was no. a later in life um, acquisition, apparently. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, nothing. Probably nothing too surprising. I mean, if you hear intro music, you probably would guess that we yeah. listen to like all kinds of you know rock, jazz, like. Well, that's I what know. I wanted to ask you because when I was I I learned how to play bass when I was a sophomore in high school and and uh, like an announcement went over the PA when I was a kid and they said, "Hey, the jazz ba- the jazz band needs a bass player," and I went, "Yeah, let me get in there." So like I got like actually learned how to play music. Like real, you know, theory you <laughs> right. know, from being learning how to play jazz, and you guys have a lot of that in there. Was that something that you were? Were you in band as a kid? Like what? Uh, I was like a same with as you in high school. Um, yeah, it was like the jazz band needs a guitar player. I mean, yeah. we played very little jazz. I mean, it was like some jazz songs, like a night in Tunisia, and yeah. um, you know stuff like that. But it was a lot of Beatles songs and stuff too. But our um, bass player Joe actually went to school. He went to UC Santa Cruz with, uh, and he got his bachelor's degree in music, nice. wow. like a yeah. focus on jazz. So he is like, he is our jazz and music theory guy. Like most of stuff I know is from him. Um, our other guitar player Dave also studied jazz a lot, not like in school or formally, but he was like a real student of like percussion and drumming um for a bunch of years so he has like a super deep understanding so most of my knowledge comes from those guys um and just i mean we've all been friends since we were like in high school you know and we're all in our late 30s now so we've all kind of absorbed a bunch from each other for sure that's awesome man that sounds like a really cool collaborative like friendship slash like you know relationship as a band my favorite word amalgamation yeah that's awesome dude (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, we've all been jamming with with each other for over 20 years probably at this point yeah all right sasha one more goofy question for you before we move on here a minute and uh let's just let's just pretend let's uh cosplay or uh you know pretend that we're we get drunk we feed each other a whole bunch of pretend tequila or gin or something we're at a karaoke bar and we all have to choose one song what's the song you're going for man what's the karaoke go-to what's you what you singing that's easy uh my go-to's are um last time i was there i kind of threw out a wild card and i did i saw the light by todd rundgren wow okay uh, deep cuts <laughs> <laughs> but well i'll do you know i'll get up and do uh man i mean i'll do like a motorhead song okay if they have them yeah i'll do holy diver by dio always a crowd favorite how about some bob seeger how about some bob seeger not really a Seeger guy, you know. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. I don't know. Yeah, maybe some like Motley Crue or something. Oh, nice! Right on, right on. I'll, I'm I'm trying to you know spice up the room a little bit. Yep. Absolutely, <laughs> get a little livelihood. In Holy there. Diver will certainly spice it up. <laughs> All right, Sasha from Intronaut, pick a scar on your body. Tell us the story about how you got it, man. Biggest scar on my body, uh, I think, uh, as far as I can see right now, is on my thumb. Uh, 
from when I uh, was routing a guitar body with a hand router and wasn't paying attention. It skipped out of the guitar body and almost cut my thumb right in half. Stabby uh, McStabberson. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. Like a big, very different. Yeah, big half-inch uh, router bit went right in down to the bone. And I actually um, patched it up myself, which is super metal. It's very yeah. Um very gore gore metal uh, oriented um, <laughs> yeah. story here but yeah I, I actually just super glued it back together Amen. and just put pressure on it for uh, you know 45 minutes or something like just that just put some duct tape on it rub some dirt on it so I'm curious how long of a break did it did you have to take before you were able to like use your hands and, and go back to work on your guitars uh, an hour I was working <laughs> that day fair enough yeah very yeah. metal very metal sick Hey, uh, Sasha, man, we're, thank you thank you again so much for talking to us. Uh, from Intronaut, Fluid Existential Inversions out February 28th on Metal Blade, man. We're super, super, super jacked to get our hands on some of the new material as it comes out. Uh, do you have any final words for uh, the Northwest heavy metal audience before we let you go tonight? Yeah, are we going to be able to see uh, you guys in a year or so yeah, or up? within 2020? Yeah, in 2020, we'll be up there for sure. I can't yeah, wait. I love spoiler. playing the Northwest, especially Seattle. And um, uh, We'll provide you with yeah, some man. party favors. Perfect. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we'll go do karaoke. Yeah! yeah. yeah. Uh, we may, may or may not hold you to that. So <laughs> We can remember that. Hey, uh, dude, Sasha, thank you again, man. And uh, uh, we'll see you uh, the next time you come around. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll light up your cell phone one more time before that happens. All right, cool, brother. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.